0: Welcome to Creatives Grab Coffee, a podcast where we talk about the business of video production.
1: Carol, you're always uh, really good at the intros, (laughs) so I'll let you go ahead and do your thing. All
0: all the pressure, the pressure is always (laughs)
1: on. No pressure, man. It's not (laughs) going to be watched by like, you know, like 2,000 people.
2: No one's watching this. Yeah, it goes viral. Something weird happens. I don't know.
0: For the three fans that we have, you know, one, two, three right here. Right. And
2: (laughs) exactly, exactly.
0: Okay. Anyways, welcome everybody to creatives. Grab coffee today. We're joined by James Clement from slant visuals, a video production company based out of Montreal that helps businesses share stories that make them human. So James, how are you
2: doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, good. I'm just fantastic. I'm just
1: so shocked. Carol got that like he improv that whole opener just now. Well done. <laughs> I, well I would done. have been like a mess trying to do that. There would have been so many ums and uhs. And who, who's this guy again? Oh, yeah, Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: It's a gift. <laughs>
2: well done. Well done.
0: So how has uh, 2022 been for you so far,
2: James? Uh, 2022 has been pretty good. Um, you know, when the pandemic hit, uh, there was definitely a dip initially, like I'm sure it was for most people. And then, uh, you know, started doing some zoom interviews, um, stock footage content, um, whatever we really could. And, uh, then eventually it started just picking up again. Uh, I've had a few shoots as we came back that, you know, my clients called me up and said, Hey, just so you know, one of us tested positive and we're like, Oh, we got to test everybody from the crew and we've had a few of those so uh but fortunately uh anybody who has caught it's been good and business is getting back up so right now we're we're like full uh full capacity really we can't take on much work that we have so that's That's good to
1: hear
0: yeah that's awesome and or it's always nice to hear that other people are keeping busy you know like amidst the Mm -hmm. the pandemic like we've mentioned this many times on the podcast before you know where you know, in, early on in the, pandem- in the pandemic, we were really concerned, you know, for everyone, you know, and anytime we saw someone being able to work, it's like, great, this is awesome. You know, everyone yeah, is still yeah. keeping busy.
1: <laughs> yeah, the ball's yeah. rolling back again. But uh, uh, what, one thing you, you mentioned, you were doing uh, stock footage. Yeah, when uh, business was a little slow during the pandemic, tell us a bit about that, because we were uh, thinking about doing that, too. And I think Carol was looking into it. And at the end of it, he just des- we just decided it wasn't worth the effort. Like it was no. too complicated to do it. Mm-hmm. What was it, Carol?
0: I I think I think what he meant, though, was that uh, they were doing a lot of like stock footage type uh, content for their clients. Is, is that correct? Is that like it? A, a little bit more in that. Uh, no, even
2: using stock footage to create like um, content for Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, things like that. Just like for your busy. own,
1: for your own brand or for like other people? No, for, for
2: other brands. Um, so yeah. basically I use um, art grid. They're like pro accounts. So you can yeah. get the log footage, okay. um, which helps because sometimes when you have the regular one, like everything's very saturated, everything's different. So it starts to look like, a, you know, a stock footage piece put together. Um, yeah. And we were able to, you know, we were, there's one company I was working with on uh, retainer um, and, and, for example, they had an event where they were offering the vaccine to all their uh, their staff if they wanted it. So we were creating content. Uh, it was called Take the Shot. And we were using stock footage to create like a short series of videos highlighting like where we came from in, in the pandemic and how we're progressing and where the company's at now. And it was all using uh, stock footage.
0: Oh, that's awesome to hear that you managed to kind of keep that because that was the idea that we were thinking you know, most companies would kind of go with that approach, but, um, at least on our end, a lot of the, like a lot in our case, a lot of clients just, just stopped working altogether. So there wasn't even that opportunity to explore that option. Right. And I'm sure there was the same case for a lot of people. Do you feel like, um, like uh, with the clients that you were working with, were they still like very, uh, determined to kind of keep pushing forward so that they don't stop during the pandemic? Or was it kind of like, uh, Slight dip, but not not sure what to do.
2: Yeah, I had a bit of a mix. Uh, most of my clients though were pretty keen on uh, moving forward. Um, I had switched to having a lot of, um, like I mentioned earlier, retainer clients. So I've been shooting in the past and building up a bank of footage as well for them from previous projects. Uh, you know, if it's footage of people working in office in an office, I had a ton of it. So I was able to kind of piece sometimes footage I previously shot with stock footage, and mm-hmm. that gave me a good ability to to tell the stories I needed to get the message across. And uh, yeah, they were they were keen on on moving forward. I would say more than, like seventy percent of the the work they were keen on keeping something going, and they were open to discussing with me ideas on what that would look like. You know, be it Zoom interviews or stock footage or or, or what have you.
1: I think. But by retainer clients, do you mean like? just like your long-term clients or did you actually have like a retainer agreement with them? Like, I don't know, like a six month, 12 month like how, how yeah, did that exactly. work on your end? Yeah. So you, was, ha- you, you, you were actually yeah. able to, okay. Cause yeah. we were wondering about that. We have, we've been never able to implement that too well. And we, we barely know anyone that, that kind of has that type of agreement going on. Like we mostly just have like our long-term clients that just use us
2: mm-hmm.
1: as their like main vendors. But in terms of actually, actually securing like, a like, I don't know, I don't know how, what your what you're, packages like tell us a bit about that like approach to it
2: (laughs) yeah for sure so i had clients where i was doing um just work on and off and then eventually we switched to doing you know here are all the videos we want to do maybe there's like 12 videos we want to do uh and i would create a package for that and price that and that would be it and then i also did uh weekly so per week you know how much content are we creating we're doing you know, three social media posts a week and maybe one uh, longer piece a month, and they would pay X amount per week. And then it became kind of a, a, a monthly retainer. Um, and basically, we just agreed upon the amount of content to create for that month. And then they every month they, they send over a payment. And yeah, it's been a it's been a good switch because it's, you know, I was, was fortunate to always have enough work, but it's nice to have that retainer to yeah, be able yeah. to know there's like stability there and then you can take shots here and there on other projects and i didn't want too many of them because i i don't know i'm a bit uh part of the reason i'm in film is because i don't like doing the same thing all the time so mm-hmm. i also yeah. don't want to be stuck you know telling the same stories over and over and uh, so it's nice to have a little bit of a mix you know there's that stable kind of bit of a balance and then you can you know take some other shots on other projects and get a little bit more uh, i mean a little, a little different
0: I mean, the good thing is that essentially that pays the bills, you know, it keeps you consistent, which allows you to, to know that you're financially stable to be able to do a lot of the really cool, uh, human focused stories that you promote, like, for example, on your, on your, uh, on your website. Um, one thing I've always been curious though, about with these like retainer type projects is that do you feel like there is like, um, um, a type of client or industry necessarily that kind of leans a little bit more towards the retainer type projects, or is it kind of like it's all over the place or it's like a luck of the draw of like who you've been connected to and what their goals are.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, I would say, cause right now I have two main retainer clients that, um, one is a logistics company and the other is a marijuana growing company. So, oh, wow. Very different ends of, uh, of the spectrum there. <laughs> so um, is it so the I logistics say, of marijuana? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I should link them together. So they'll have someone to do it. Um, so it's a bit of a different mix. Um, I mean, it's just companies who, who put a strong emphasis on, on social media more than anything. I would say they, they realize that, you know, they need content, they need a lot of it and they're, they're burning through it. Uh, it's a bit of a balance that though, too, because, you know, I have a lot of clients now even like, Oh, we want to get into TikTok and short Instagram stories. And there's all these little gimmicks of someone, you know, putting their hand in front of the camera and then it yeah. changes to something else. And, it's not super my jam to, you know, I'm more into the storytelling element of it. So it's, but you know, some for the real and some for the meal, as they say. So
0: some yeah. for the real, some for the meal. I love that <laughs> saying. <I'm>, I've never <laughs> heard that
2: saying before. That is that you, you got to like patent that or, or <laughs> know, trademark that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's I tell myself for sure. I mean, I met, I've met a lot of filmmakers I admire who do like really cool. Like I see their Nike specs. I'm like, man, the work you do is awesome. And they're like, yeah, that's like, two percent of my work he's like it's I just always shot like a, that he's like i just yeah. shot a diaper commercial you know <laughs> there's a mix there's a mix of, of the two you know and you've got to, those projects allow you to do some of the more fun creative ones and ultimately as long as i have a camera and i'm editing and i'm shooting like that yeah, i'm happy really
0: it's interesting because like whenever you look at anyone's work online, like everybody's promoting that 1% or 2% of projects that they've done because, because obviously that is the, their, their best potential and their best foot forward. But it's almost crazy to think that there's such a whole other side of it where like people are just like 98% of the work that they do is like you said, for the meal, you know, like the, the work that kind of keeps everyone going. And, um, it's, it's sometimes like when you see other people's work, you're like, Oh man, I'm not doing enough of that. Cause they keep posting all this great yeah. work, but yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like, Oh wait, no, we're doing the same thing. You know, yeah, we're putting our best ones out. Yeah. We're all just, you know, trying to make everybody else think we're cooler than we are. All our filmmaker friends were like, oh, I don't want him to see my, uh, you know, my corporate video I did with some guys sitting at his desk. That's not cool. I want, him to post the, uh, the Nike ad with the model I shot, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you know, it's almost as if you would be more, more uh, you would be very different posting that corporate work now, you know, because everything's so super creative. How do you stand up with the basic stuff
2: out there? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, you know, I'm to bring some... the... yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm trying to bring some of that, that coolness. I don't know what the word to use to the corporate world as well. So like the human stories, like you, you mentioned on the website is I'm really, you know, we're really focused on creating a connection with a brand with their audience and, you know, focusing more on the why behind people do what they do, the passion, um, more about their character. Uh, And that allows for a lot of really cool stuff. And fortunately, like, you know, all the brands I've been working with have been very open to doing that. You know, we did a video recently where the guy is a logistics manager, but he was also a chef. So we did a whole video of him cooking combined with talking about how managing logistics is kind of like managing a kitchen Uh, So it was really cool. Like you would think corporate videos would be this boring, bland thing, but we're finding ways to, to, to make it creative. And that's, I kind of take it as my responsibility, to like, okay, make this job interesting. I look at it's some person at a desk working on a spreadsheet. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's a challenge. So how do we get creative? That's why they're paying me. And that's why I'm there. So I, I, I'm excited to like, you know, and they're allowing me to try new things uh, to promote. So uh, it's cool.
1: What kind of uh, industries do you focus on?
2: Um, a lot of them, you know, I keep wondering if I should niche down, uh, to be a bit more specific, but right now, a lot of what I'm working on is recruiting. A lot of, lot of businesses really want content to help promote their company so that they're an employee, employer of choice. Um, that seems the biggest one, you know, they want to create content that kind of inspires the, the, the employees they have currently, and also kind of invites people in to want to apply for them. So that that's like a lot of work that I'm getting now. That makes I guess sense. that makes
1: sense why like yeah. yeah you're you're getting people that or employers that want to do something different. <laughs> Cuz sometimes we found that with certain clients like they want different but they want the same. Yeah. At the Same time. Right. You that kinda... happens
0: so often now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. How, uh, like, like, as you, as you said, Dario, like they, they want to like make something cool, but then every example they start sending you is a lot of the same stuff <laughs> of yeah, what yeah. they want. And it's really cool that you've kind of been able to start building that trust in your clients where, you know, like, like trust me to do this project like this so that uh, you know you guys are going to get something different you know like how do you typically go about kind of like building that like obviously like with a long-term client it's easier but like yeah right when you're starting with someone how do you typically go about kind of um, establishing that
2: absolutely yeah so like I focused a lot over the years on forming more of a process when I meet with a client um, when I first started like 13 years ago I was like flying by the seat of my pants just being like this is cool you should do this you know what I mean look how cool this is but it doesn't really work realizing you know a lot of these people they they want a video because they want to solve a problem they want to achieve a goal you know they didn't wake up and just say hey I need a video for no reason they're like you know they're saying we're not getting enough uh, followers on Instagram we're not having enough people convert for this or that Uh, so when I show them kind of how the type of storytelling I do connects with the audience and how it is the best way to drive action uh they've been on board with it and they've seen you know they've seen uh through my examples you know that it that can be very beneficial and it it does it does work you know especially with all the the noise there is now with mediocre content being thrown around uh they're they're focused on doing something a little more high-end a little more polished and they've been uh they've been open to it and the ones that aren't you know um we're not always the best fit and we'll tell them like hey you should uh you know, I'm totally fine now being saying, Hey, maybe you should <clears throat> go with someone else. Cause it's, we're not the best fit for you.
1: Do you get very detailed when you're explaining that to them? Like, do you talk like KPIs, numbers, ROI, like.
2: Well, a pop, a uh, fun, uh, fun, a question I like to ask often is, okay. You know, cause there's so often where a company might spend like 10 grand on a project, you put it up on YouTube. There's like five views or like, do you like, Did we succeed are you happy did you spend that 10 grand and feel like yeah that was worth it or were you like i never should have spent that i'm not going to call this guy again so i always ask them like what's your what's your goal six months down the line a year down the line what have we done like what are did you increase you know website visits by 50 percent? did you have you know uh, 20 more applications what what are you hoping to achieve and where are you at now and then i try to get as much as i can information from them when the project started as it continues and at the end saying hey did we move the needle at all and you don't always and it's hard to directly come back and say oh you know this worked because of this because there's there's a whole media buy behind it too they have to promote it the right places it's not just the video but the fact that they see that you're thinking that way and you're caring about those numbers is really important to them they're saying okay this guy's not just making this his cool art project he's cares about helping me solve this problem Uh, and most of the time it, it, it does move the needle. Uh, so they, they see, especially the returning clients, they see the benefit of it and they're like, okay, let's, you know, this work, let's keep doing it. It's not always cut and dry saying where you can, you know, they'll give you the numbers and tell you it's not that simple. Um, but you can get some kind of, they, they see that you're pushing it that way and they see what your intent is.
1: Yeah. We, we notice a lot of the times, like, You know we're good on our end, but they're not really promoting it Mm. properly on their end. And even like sometimes they'll reach out to us, and they're like, "Okay, this is our budget for this video." But it's like in terms of marketing budget, they're like, "Oh, wait, we gotta market this thing." It's kind of like, yeah, it doesn't. It's like this is fuel, but where's your car, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Or
0: technically, they have the car, but not the fuel,
1: or the (laughs) other way around.
2: But anyways, I got the, I the I got the point. (laughs) <laughs> no, but that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, I've done great videos. It's just like one of my favorite I've ever shot. And then you get like, like five views on YouTube. And I like, well, that was it, it, the worst yeah. is when
1: they've posted like Friday at like 3 a.m. Yeah. And you're yeah. Like, Why are you even up right now? <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to work well.
0: I found that was more early on, though, like uh, in terms of those ones, like I feel like people have gotten a lot more strategic now in terms of at least the people that I, I've seen in my network. I-, I
1: think it's more so the client's we're dealing with now are more strategic than our that, earlier too. Clients.
0: that too. Exactly. You know, it's it. It all depends on the people you're working with at the time. And obviously when you're starting out, you're going to get such a huge range of characters that you work with, you know, like, like, what would you say is probably one of the most like hel- like funny or kind of like a standout kind of like um, first client that you worked with?
2: Huh, that's interesting. I mean, I started uh, in just like my first year of college. I was doing nightclub videos so oh (laughs) oh my god yeah I did a ton of them um terrible pay showing up at 11 getting home at three trying to chase a promoter for my money and he's offering oh my god vodka coupons instead of payments just just a disaster you know my uh, a buddy of mine from school we were trying to film these these nightclubs and hopefully you know hopefully the dj will see how good our video is and then hopefully he'll want a music video and we'll shoot a music video for him and that'll be our ticket you know to the top it's not it's <laughs> not how it works it's not how it works and there's a lot of people tricking you and i've lost money and you name it uh you, you learn the lessons i haven't made those mistakes twice so that's good we um, did a
1: video for a, a dj group early on as well it was it was fun to do but we knew right then and there like that that wasn't going to be like our, our long-term thing
0: yeah
2: they're tough they're tough yeah
0: and and it's like you're you're in you're you're driving to like even like different spots all the time you know imagine now if you needed to go do nightclub videos you have to drive down with your gear you park what are you gonna get a hundred dollars but parking is like fifty dollars yeah, you spend the whole night there you get a drink that's another ten bucks you know you're going break even at the end of that's the a night. great
1: gig if you're like in high school and you're just or doing you, it as a hobby yeah. that's amazing because what yeah. high
2: schoolers are getting in nightclubs though. <laughs> Hey, you guys were cooler than me growing up. Apparently, took me a while. Dario's uh, just—he's just, uh, he's just playing right now. <laughs> flexing on the podcast. So. One thing I wanted to go back to um,
0: when you mentioned you were uh, doing a lot of that um, stock footage type uh, content for a lot of your clients—it's mm-hmm. interesting that you know, whenever we do projects for clients, we usually either start with like you know, under the assumption that we're going to be able to film something or do animations or mm-hmm. or do some kind of creation. Where literally, what you're doing is taking building blocks that are already there and trying to craft new stories out of them. Like, how did that kind of process start for you? Like, how do you, uh, like, how was that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing ads for this, this um, art grid website and I'm like, well, this footage looks pretty cool. And I just kind of checked it out one night in bed. I'm like, man, this, I saw some of the footage. I'm like, this is really cool stuff. Wasn't the typical stock footage I'd see from like, I don't know any other website. I don't drop names. And um, I was just like, like man, I wish I had a shot like that, and I could tell a story like this or like that. Just like for my own interest, there was this cool shot I saw a guy in like a hazmat suit right on the water. I'm like, this is a cool shot. <laughs> so just the idea of I'm like, I wonder what like for fun, using like music bed and the stock footage that I could create that would just kind of scratch that creative itch and would be fun to put together. And then I thought, man, I wonder how I could do this, but for clients as well. You know, there's a limit to it, obviously, but there was there was a lot, and I'm not doing it as much now that we're it's opening up more, but. Uh, there was still a lot you could do with the stock footage
0: well the good thing about it is that it's kind of like like this is like one thing that i've always kind of like uh, preached as like a good thing about our industry is that the best creativity sometimes comes out of the limitations that you have sometimes Mm. i feel like when i have like like nowadays sometimes it feels like you know when we have like say all the gear that we could possibly need you know then it's like all right so what what where do we start now right whereas early on when we were starting out all we had was a camera maybe one light uh and a a microphone and it's like you got to get very creative to make that engaging content right yeah yeah, and um the stock footage approach is kind of like a similar thing where it's like this is what i have like i have to get very creative in how to craft it based on that instead of like say for example um uh, like being able to make it exactly the way it would be most convenient or, or, or simple. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's one cool thing, I guess that you were able to implement, you know, it's almost like that. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw early on that art grid, uh, ad where that guy is on his, uh, on his desk, uh, on his desktop. And he's just oh, like, yeah. how would you like to start, uh, make a, uh, an advertisement using just stock footage, you know, go to art grid. And
2: this guy did it. James did it. <laughs> yeah, He's got that. Uh, I do know that ad. Yeah. He's got like an aggressive, like australian accent or something
0: yeah he was like that come on you can do it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: it's not something i saw myself necessarily doing but i mean it's i've continued to use it for stuff where yeah i don't know we have a run and gun shoot and i don't have time for the drone and we're in the woods i'm like this is a great forest drone shot let's put that at the beginning yeah you know, I, I can't sacrifice my whole shoot for this one drone shot so let's get the footage we need and then we'll find a cool establishing drone shot if we need it
0: yeah. It can be good filler for sure. That's a, that's a good approach. Like we've had that for a Kickstarter project we did um, at the end of last year where they wanted to have uh, one particular shot of like people kind of like walking into the sunset kind of thing. Yeah, I was okay. like, when do you get the time to go and film that very specific shot? Right. And yeah, that, yeah. that's why it's there. That's why stock footage is there.
2: Yeah, exactly. So no, you uh, said, so you, I... said, so you
1: said you uh, been doing this for 13 years, right?
2: Uh, Yeah. So I'm, um... 33 now i started yeah when i was probably
1: 20 oh when you were t- okay yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's interesting like so give us you give us the initial rundown yeah like with the clubbing scene so yeah. how did you get from there to where you are right now
2: yeah i mean uh so i started doing that and then eventually i got into just event videos uh i met some people through working there that were having uh, you know, events they would do like when nascar would come to town they would throw a big event uh and so I would film that and I got into doing more and more events. And once I did events, I met a photographer at an event who did weddings. And he said, like, I'm going to do this wedding. Like, do you want to come film it? I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. What, what, what is a wedding? I don't even know. So I just I remember went,
1: my first wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all remember.
2: Everybody's well, done it. Everybody's done it for sure. I feel like it's like a taboo thing to talk about sometimes. To We're write like, a no, passage. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got to do the wedding. You know, you're in a, like a. A rundown motel and the bride's getting her dress on. You're like, how did how did I get here? <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought oh, I was gonna man. do
1: Hollywood movies. Or like or like there's no vendor table. You're like, man, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, I exactly. gotta like st- standing in a corner, like eating a spring roll. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna be on the red carpet in school. And, uh, now I'm doing this. Now, now
1: I'm on a red carpet, but not yeah, that yeah, kind exactly. Of carpet. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: exactly.
2: So I started doing those and I remember I did uh, I did one and it just Blew up like the I had was getting calls like crazy to do more weddings, so I was like, "Hey, let's do this." I was doing it, making good money. I probably did. I went from one, then I did eight, then I did thirty. So nice. It just kind of at the time too it was good money. It was a way to really hone my craft. I was filming like all the time, nonstop.
0: What and what was, year was that? Sorry, like when you started doing the weddings?
2: Ooh, uh, the weddings probably. <laughs> mm, a little like maybe a year or two after the 5D came out
1: oh, oh yeah so like oh, 2009
0: okay, okay. 2010 that was a good yeah. time to
1: get into it yeah yeah that yeah. was the boom that
2: was yeah, the dslr exactly. era exactly i was following along with still motion i don't know if you're familiar with those guys oh yeah yeah yep yeah. Yeah. yeah so i was kind of like just taking their word as god i just followed them and bought all their courses and was kind of figuring it out as i went cuz i dropped out of film school so um and kind of just was taking projects learning shooting whatever i could making mistakes, ton of mistakes, uh, and just kind of learning. And then once I was done, um, well, the weddings, I still have a wedding company that I own. Uh, I'm just not as involved in it. What's it called? Uh, uh, Spark, Spark Films. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, But that, again, is a, like, 10 10 wedding max, like, like, high-end kind of clientele. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, So it's not like a, a wedding factory. It's do you fair.
1: still shoot or you just like oversee yeah. it
2: yeah no i still shoot for sure yeah i'll still shoot depending on uh depending on the gig kind of thing if carol and i were debating
1: just <laughs> carol and i were debating like because we we did a lot of weddings too still have some some leftover now but we were debating mm-hmm. maybe just opening up our own thing like setting a high price and maybe just doing like five to ten like you're doing now
2: yeah that's that's exactly yeah that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, I'm relying on my corporate, and if you know people don't want to pay the premium for the weddings, that's fine. You know, there's no problem. But there's a corporate out there who will. You have to go to the corporate, and you sprinkle in a few, a few weddings there, and it's, it's great. No. That, yeah. That so I. Sense. So where was I then? I guess I was doing the weddings. Uh, Then at the weddings, I would meet people and they're like, oh, I saw the wedding video you did. Like, it's great. I have um, like a car dealership. Can you do like, I would love a video. Can you make something? And then I started getting corporate gigs from the weddings and then slowly shifted more to the to the corporate side. And those corporate gigs kind of got grew and grew and got bigger and bigger. And I, you know, messed up a ton of them. Well, at least my perspective, the client was happy, but I was like, oh, I didn't do very good there. (laughs) you know, just kind of figuring it out as I went and then, yeah, just got bigger and bigger clients and yeah, ended up where I am now.
0: Just snowballed, right? Is it just just snowballed? is it just you still that's kind of like the core team or do, like, do you have like a core
2: team of people that you work? Yeah. With? I have a core team of people, nobody like on payroll or anything like that. It's okay. just like a, a group of, so I have like a big Excel spreadsheet with like my sound guys, my like production. Assistants. That's
1: what we have to yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. project comes. I'm like, this guy's good. This guy's on vacation. I call my buddy. Hey, like, are you available? We're going here, yeah. we're going there. And uh, we work it out. I mean, I, I did a video a couple of years ago where we drove like 12 hours for like a 30 minute interview. <laughs> So I was like, "Okay, hey, I need the right guys." Wow, so that's like, oh my god! A- oh my god! Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I was not. Uh, I was like, "You should, you should just fly these people in. That might be yeah more cost." Go to effective. Boston
0: for, for with that drive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. We went to Gaspé Gag, so say so that. One. To where? Where's that Gaspé Gag? It's like far, uh, far east, far east, like near Gaspé, Halifax, and all that. Whoa! Like, Twelve-hour <laughs> oh
0: drive for a thirty-minute interview. I'd yeah. be. <laughs> we've no, had requests much, like man. that we've had requests like that even sometimes where it's like oh we need to film this one interview uh on this like on this side of the world it's like no no <laughs> <laughs> for one interview
2: yeah
0: it's like come on it wouldn't it be cheaper to just find someone locally <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: yeah so then Have i'm looking thought... at
2: people who can i spend 12 hours in a car with you know
1: <laughs> that's that's the other thing too right <laughs> oh yeah
2: you know, everybody I've worked with, I love like a, like my best friends are people I'm working with. So it's, it's like nice. we, always have a, we always have a great time on set. There's like no egos or divas or anything like that. Like we, we like it's my favorite time being on set. We're joking around. We're like creating something. It's on. It's it's like what keeps me going. I have a blast on set.
1: Production yeah. day is always the, the best day. Like yeah. and I've noticed it's the same thing with our clients as well. It's almost like a, a field trip kind of day at school. Yeah.
2: It's just, it's just, (laughs) it's it's just fun to do, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll have clients coming in with their, with their iPhone. They're taking pictures of the cameras. Like, Whoa, this is professional. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) it it always, it
0: always is funny when the, when they're like, Oh, what camera is that? Is that, that must be very expensive. (laughs) No, the
2: the
1: best. The best is always the look on their face where they see the 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 trolleys come in with the equipment. They're like, "Wow, there's so much stuff. It's just an interview." We're like, "Yeah, well, you'll see in like an hour why we need all this stuff." Exactly, yeah. I've
2: had that one before too. It's just an interview. I'm like, "Yeah, you you've seen too many Apple commercials where they press a button and everything happens. You know, it's yeah. not." The way it,
0: works. It, it even shocks us sometimes when we see our carts. Like we did, the, we just wrapped up this like uh, a massive uh, like three week project, and mm-hmm. when we finally packed everything up again it was just one really tall card it was almost like even up to like oh, our man. chest level and we we're like we got to take a photo of this card like, yeah. oh my god
2: traveling with it is the worst like whenever i fly without gear um i feel like just uh, i feel so light but traveling with gear man is like i hate those days you're going through the you're checking everything Security's looking through it i'm like it's like i hate you that have to for-
0: like debate what to bring because you're always trying <laughs> to bring it as limited as possible yeah. like like I, I used to think it was like i remember early on when we were started out we were we were like traveling all over the place for like project and we thought like yeah you know we're doing we're doing projects with uh, this bank uh, they're sending us to new york to to, um, uh, L- to houston. Uh, houston so cool so yeah. cool
1: but then and it's just like oh man that was such a pain you yeah i know <laughs> yeah, no, yeah it's good when you're just starting out but then yeah. you quickly like acclimatized it and you're like nah it's not this is, it's like a this week's is not fun. <laughs> worth
0: for like a day's rate of
2: yeah exactly project gone <laughs> you romanticize it then you're actually doing it. you're like do i really want to be waiting in the airport airport day after uh, day doing this all the time you're like mm, not really they lose your yeah, luggage sure. then what we, yeah. had,
1: we had a shoot in the states um for this educational company and uh i remember like we were we were friends with, with one with the client so like i just told them like look just bring the, bring the Ronin. You bring the Ronin so they don't ask me a lot of questions. And I'll just bring the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is and, early, yeah and that was yeah, like the way we did it. Years ago.
2: Oh, yeah. I did golf bag with tripods in it. Uh, I mean, I did a gig in Dominican where we brought a crane with us. which was the stupidest move. And it was, it was Oh, my God. <laughs> to
1: move it, so like, with the <laughs> yeah. sand and everything. Oh. Oh, it was
2: the worst. People are like, oh, you you're, you're bring never the getting sand the sand out too? of that jib. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had sand and everything. You know, we thought it was gonna be cool. We're filming on the beach, but like carrying all that stuff in the sand was the worst, man. I we have
1: this tripod that we brought on a we went to visit our friends in, in Martinique and we brought it with us. Yeah. And there's we're still using that tripod. I think Carol has his camera on it right now. There's yeah. still sand in that tripod. It's been yeah. like over five years. There's
2: still sand particles. No, it's been
0: over <laughs> eight years since twenty fourteen. We've had that tripod.
1: Oh, we went in twenty fourteen. Oh my god. Okay.
2: Yeah, I thought they take ticket They stand the test of time. I guess that's why some of them are like ten grand. I'm always surprised by the cost of tripods. It's a we buy have once, to get some once. new ones. Yeah.
1: We have to get some new ones. And holy shit, we were looking at the prices. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we're just gonna finance them. I don't yeah. feel comfortable dropping that much all at like once. Four
0: grand for a try would get two. That's eight grand right there just for sticks.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I see some of the like I think Shatler brand and like, yeah.
1: they like, actually call brand. it Zachler that's zachler. that's the right, yeah, right that's how they pronounce it <laughs> yeah if you go to like the viztech video like uh, videos they they call it like that
0: <laughs> mind blow or maybe it's just the guy you talk to you know everyone
1: no, no, it's a german it it's a german brand so you actually call it zachler wow
2: manfrotto was italian i think yeah they're italian yeah manfrotto, manfrotto.
0: you know <laughs> nice, i remember when i was in <laughs> munich uh i was in munich back in 2017 and i was just uh walking around the city with my friend and we just stumbled upon the re headquarters we're like what they're they're headquartered there? <laughs> oh, you didn't know that.
1: They're German. They're German? Are they German?
0: I I don't know. It was the Ari headquarters. We're like, I guess they are.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Wow. I've always wanted to shoot with the Ari Alexa, like I wanted that to be my <clears throat> if I could get have one camera and just be my baby, it would be the like Alexa Mini or something. Have you shot on it? Uh no, I haven't shot on it actually. I've shot like oh, okay. and everything kind of around it, but uh that's it. I shoot. I have a uh, C-100 Mark II that I shoot 90% of my stuff on. Wait, still, Still, huh? Still, yeah. I don't even, like, 4K, uh, I I shoot maybe, like, 5% 4K right now.
0: Wow, that's great. You know, that really shows that, uh, that's a great case study right there that, you know, like, it's not really about the the tool. It's about, like, what the creative is behind it. You know, like, we've seen a lot of people in our network, uh, you know, get very uh, gear-hungry, and they just... Like focus so much on that, and it's like wait. But it's
1: mostly the freelancers right now, though.
0: It's usually yeah, usually the, the freelancers. Free, yeah. <laughs> but like for example, for us, we always tried to let our cameras kind of like go as long as possible. Like I, the first cameras we had, first I started on a T2I, <laughs> that was yeah. the OG. Yeah. Then, yeah
2: sure.
0: then the 6D, which lasted us about three years, you know, and then we got the A7S 2 which lasted us three years. You know, we always tried to keep it going as long as possible and then um then we got uh, some uh C200s in uh, 2019 kept those going up until just uh last year is when we upgraded to like the C70s as like a base camera set you know like you know you don't need to upgrade every few months or every year you no, know it's for sure not you really don't need to you, yeah, you would really great
1: love great. the C70 though like that mm-hmm. i'm i love that camera it's really good it's the build from- quality is-, is not the greatest but it's it's pretty legit
2: that's the next one I want to get. Yeah, C70. I like the small form factor. And when I think about traveling for work, which I do do frequently, that seems like a nice camera to pack in the bag.
1: We also yeah. just recently ordered the R5Cs. Okay, so yeah. those two are going to complement each other like so well. Big time. Yeah,
0: you're, you're you're due for an upgrade. I mean, it's, it's okay. not that you need it, but, you know, it's but like. it's no, two- yeah, three.
2: for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I've gone gear crazy for sure. I could show you credit card statements, but like, oof, man, you, you better. Have some oh money. no, we
1: we trust oh, you. We trust you.
2: <laughs> I, I I look at my statement. And I'm like, did I buy all that? You know what I mean. So now I'm I'm taking it easy, uh, and it's been for the better. I also have a wife and kids, so that changes your perspective sometimes. When you're of like, I'm going to drop like uh, five grand, uh, and I have to like feed my child. I'm like, listen, just eat Cheerios. I'm going to buy this new lens. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to <laughs>
0: I mean well one thing uh if if ever you are in a bind where you feel like you need certain like have you thought about like even like financing any of the gear or anything like that
2: uh not really I I try to keep my uh debts very low like at at zero pretty much and like I've never the thing is is I've I've explored cameras like I've looked at you know c70 footage and shown it to a bunch of people on my laptop and they're like I'm like which one do you like better like this one, this one, they would all like, it was a mixed group. Nobody could tell the difference. Nobody. Yeah. What I like about 4k is just like resizing is really good. Even for an interview, having one camera being able to punch in, uh, I like that ability a lot. Um, But I've never once had a client say, I don't like the image quality.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not about that. It's more so like, uh, like anytime we've been uh, motivated to upgrade our gear has been more so something that makes our lives easier that's always been our motivation yeah if it absolutely. makes the workflow easier then we're gonna do it mm-hmm. and we used to think the same of like you know better to buy everything outright but then we noticed in 2019 you know like sometimes it might be better to have you know a little bit more cash on hand if need be mm. you know and just kind of like fine because like some cameras they're actually not as expensive to finance as you think like if for example you were to finance the c70 today that would be probably Two hundred and ninety dollars a month. That's one rental it's less, fee it's, it's, a month. It's
1: two. It's two fifty. Oh wait, uh, to rent or to um, to, to finance?
0: It's two ninety. Uh, it's two fifty.
1: It's two fifty. Yeah, sorry, two fifty. Yeah, we pay two fifty for each point. of them. It's pretty low.
2: That's a good point. I'm with you on that too. It's like it's all about practicality. If it makes my life easier, that's the yeah. That's that's my main almost uh, litmus test for gear when I buy it. Like, is this gonna make the like? I remember I had a... Um, I bought the aperture lights. Uh, I think it was the 300 d and I had the softbox, and one of them you had to like really forcefully take all the prongs and stick. Oh them yeah, in the, the original one. The original <laughs> one, and it was such a pain. And like you looked like an idiot when you showed up on set, it just took forever. And then they had one where you just pressed buttons and it popped open. And I was like, man, I, I don't care how much this costs, I need this thing. And yeah. shoots just got went so much faster. Whenever I had to move an interview setup, I wasn't like, I got to move all this. I was like, yeah, easy. Let's go. Let's move. So
0: the one hack, though, is that that original dome is yeah. actually really good for traveling purposes, though, because yeah. of how you can flatten yeah. it out. That's the I, only thing. That's why we yeah. still have ours for that one. In case you exactly. travel, that's the best one to travel with.
1: I, I was at a shoot with that one and I couldn't disconnect it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and like the, the client had to leave the location. We had to leave the location it was so embarrassing because i'm trying to like yeah, yank yeah. it out of the <laughs> yank it out it just won't come out i'm like oh my god we got to get the new one like today i remember i remember going today. i just went home that day and i just ordered it. i was like i can't take it that was like too embarrassing <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah it's that or when you don't know how to fold the uh, when you're having trouble folding like a bounce or something you're just like wrestling oh that's <laughs> the worst <laughs> you just go to the bathroom while your client's in there and you're just like come on you know, oh the the bounces are not bad. Dario has trouble with them. He's never been. I can't. Able to I still can't it figure it
1: out. I, I figure oh. it out every now and then. Like I have to watch a video. I'm like, oh, okay. So, twelve o'clock and three it. o'clock, yeah, and is. I'm like yeah, that. Man. And then, Plug and it. then I try it after a week. I'm like, nope. I still haven't figured it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the worst is like we did have this one black backdrop, which was like a an eight foot by sixteen foot backdrop that was the same style of folding. And that one we've written off. We're never using it again because that thing, once yeah. it's up, it stays up because we're like, yeah, hold it. Then another part gets undone. Then we get to that part Then we go back. So
1: Carol, I had to I had to take that down once we ripped up the old set. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And yeah. like I couldn't figure it out. And like my girlfriend was looking at me getting all frustrated. I was like angry at this thing. Right. I even I couldn't I had to bring it outside. <clears throat> so it's completely dirty there's no way we're using it anymore i had to put it all over the grass and like somehow by some miracle after half an hour i was able to like close it up <laughs> yeah i should have recorded it uh, it looked like a benny hill skit
0: yeah maybe we, we will start <laughs> uploading bloopers
1: to so, to some of these uh episodes or like some other future content we do. anyways uh james let's go back to like your team like have you so you're handling everything by yourself like like are you are you overloaded are you handling pretty handling it pretty well or
2: yeah no I'm uh yeah handling it pretty well I mean um so I outsource some editing uh often I have a problem of like I'm like I can do it myself like I know exactly what I want so I'm gonna do it myself so I'm getting better at like offloading some of that at the very least like offloading things like you know can you sync all these uh interviews you know giving the kind of like I feel bad because I'm like I wouldn't want to do that now but you know when I was starting I would have done it gladly so I'll send sometimes some stuff just to get cleaned out prepared for yeah. when like the creative decision making needs to be done um so I'm doing yeah I'm basically doing uh, I mean the, the the meetings the 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 sales the editing uh, primary shooting and but uh you know I yeah it hasn't really been uh an issue, and I, I'm, a big thing for me has always. I'm like very big on, on on like pricing theory and philosophy, and you know sometimes I'm afraid I come across as like this greedy like capitalist or something. But I'm <laughs> very big on creatives charging adequately and what they should, because it, it's you know like when you charge more, I used to try to always lower. I'm like, Oh no, they're, they're not going to want that. So instead of 10, it's, it's eight and this is better because it's like more economical, but sometimes they, you know, they don't want that. They want something really good. They want to pay, you know, they're willing to pay the premium for something bigger. And sometimes the more money you have at your disposal, you're able to, you know, hire that graphic animator you want to hire. You're able to get a bigger team. You're, you're able to do it better. And you're kind of cheap. You're, 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 you're cheapening the project by always trying to make, the budget lower you know it's like you might do it for eight but they would have said yes at 10 and 10 would have been a way better experience yeah. for everyone um so i'm very very big on that because there's. i find creatives often don't value their work we're so excited just to be doing what we love that we forget that you know okay i need to like this has got to be a, a living too and you know you're creating videos yeah. but it's huge huge companies and like the videos have a huge benefit and you deserve to be compensated fairly i think for that Yeah, I think a lot
1: of companies don't see it as, like, the investment that it is. Like, they just see it like, oh, they're getting a video. But one thing we've started to do in our pitches or our initial talks with clients or leads is, like, uh, use, like, mention video as an investment to them. So it's Mm -hmm. like, what is your budget for this investment? That's how we've been phrasing things lately. Because it is an investment. Like, if you're getting, using, if, if you're hiring a company to do a video for you, you should at least expect this to give you a certain amount of returns, right? And yes. I don't think a lot yeah. of them yeah. think about that, right? Like, okay, if you're creating this product video, if this video is costing you $10,000, you should expect it to give you at least 100000 in product sales, right? Otherwise, yeah. like, right. what's the point? Like, there's no point in creating this video for 10K and it's going to net you a result of like less than 10K, 20. Yeah. That's not even worth it, right? Like, because all the right. time and yeah. effort that goes into it.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's smart. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what they want to hear. Like I said, they don't want just your, your fun, creative, uh, project. Uh, they want something like, you know, they want that, but they want it to, to serve a purpose. Ultimately.
0: One thing we've noticed also is that like, um, sometimes it's like clients, not all clients know exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. And that's when a lot of the, the, the scrimping and saving budget talks come out because they don't know what they want. They're like, Oh, maybe we don't need, we shouldn't spend $20,000 on a video if we're not exactly sure what we want to do. But Mm -hmm. in our case, like anytime we've had a client that knows exactly what they want, then, um, then they're willing to spend a little bit more. Cause as Dario mentioned, that's when they see the investment value and they know what that investment is probably going to do. If they don't know what they want, then they don't know what they're going to get in return. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of like, you know, coaching explaining to be done in meetings uh that helps them understand it a bit more um do you you find that there's like a a a,
1: it's it's sometimes a little hard to do that because it's like okay you're basically telling them hey i'm a production company but you need like you can get to the stage where you're basically telling them look if you don't know this stuff you kind of need like a marketing or ad agency to help you out. And then by that point, you're kind of talking yourself out of the room. Don't
2: like you find there's like right, a fine right, line yeah. for that? Yeah, exactly. And I find a lot of it, you know, it's video production, and but it kind of starts to bleed into marketing a little bit when you're steering them as to what they should do or, or shouldn't do. I've had companies like, we want this video, this is what we want done. And I'll often say, okay, that's you know it's like going to a doctor and saying, "Hey, like I need you to remove my appendix." And the doctor's like, "Why? I haven't even checked yet." You know what I mean? You're like, "So I'll go in and they'll say, "Hey, we need this and this and this." I'm like, "It's like how come you're telling me what video you need? That should be my expertise. I should be able to help lead you yeah. as to what you need. What's your goal?" Oh, it's this. Okay, maybe that means, you know, a series of 15-second videos. Maybe that means a minute video that you put on LinkedIn. And I find that's where you can really get good projects with good budgets that allow you to make really cool content but it starts to bleed a bit into marketing and cause yeah. you're starting to, to explore like, this is, you know, not necessarily just what you're making, but why you're making it. Um, but those areas is where, yeah, you start to command bigger budgets and you start to have more just ability to do cooler things. Like the, the moment I started charging was the moment my work got exponentially better and the projects had a bigger ROI. So it's like, you know, it wasn't a, a, a dirty word, uh, having a big budget, you know, I used to try to always stay under budget. Like, I don't want to go crazy. I want to get the gig. Now it's like, okay, what do I need to charge to do it? Well,
0: period. Exactly. And I'll
2: often, the biggest thing I've done is charge, like, you know, providing options has been the biggest, I think change for me in my business is having, here's option one, here's option two. And then option three, I do. Okay. If money wasn't a, an object and I just wanted to do this project, the absolute best I could, no matter how much it cost. How much would that cost? What would be included? And then the other two options are realistically one they'll, they'll book. But having the third one there, doesn't stop them from booking the other ones. It gives them the choice. You're not giving them an ultimatum of saying, Hey, this is the price or don't talk to me. And you're also helping them not go to other people to get comparable quotes because you're showing them, Hey, this is option one where we're kind of holding your hand a little bit, but we're just kind of saying, Hey, this is what usually for me, it's a consultancy style thing where like, shoot maybe with your phone i'll give you tips what to do we'll talk about it number two is realistically the option they 90 of the time they take which is kind of fits the bill exactly and number three is okay if you want to go crazy with it and really 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 do this right that option's there and for like a plethora of reasons that i could talk about non-stop that that kind of gives them a, a good perspective on what can be done quite often you know they'll see a huge 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 option they're like wow that's like That's crazy. You guys do stuff for that amount. This one's like a third of that price in the middle. What a great deal. You know what I mean? Let's take that one just from like a pricing perspective for them. They, it helps with that. And then again, like you, you know, you give them the choice. You're 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 making the choice for them by not giving them the high end option. Maybe they do want that. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a classic sales technique, right? You offer them three options and like 90% of the time they go for the middle option. We were actually wondering this early on, if because we uh, I remember we were trying to bring on a salesperson, he was telling us about how we need to have like packages. And then mm-hmm. we were like, no, like every video we do has to be like custom quoted. But actually yeah. this this month we've 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 been shifting our mindset more so towards like, OK, I think the best approach is actually to offer leads like three three options like this is like the very bare bones type of video we could do this is like Mm -hmm. how we would want to do it and then this is like if money wasn't an option this is what we want right yeah Yeah.
0: that's the key because essentially like it's not about like like a lot of companies they put like three uh three packages on their website for people but that's very general right you know that it's not tailored to the clients but what you're doing in practice which really works well uh and what we're uh, thinking about doing as well is that Uh, you're creating three tailored custom packages to each client. That way, as you said, usually they're going to go for like the one in the middle. Um, Not necessarily that you want to steer them towards that, but it's like, you're giving them options so that they feel like, you know, they've already like uh, weighed, uh, felt like they've, they've seen what's out there. They know what a really high end one will be, what a really low end one will be. You're teaching them, you're educating them and you're becoming like an expert in their eyes. And like I said, who knows, they might, they might find some an extra 50 grand under the seat cushions, you know, to to pay for that big one. (laughs) I've had two projects
2: like that where I've done one and two and I'm like the third one, like, you know what, let's just like, let's go crazy and do this like a hundred percent the way it should be done and they call me back and they're like yeah let's do the third one i'm like oh my god I, that's yeah, now you gotta, oh, now no. you gotta deliver <laughs> have you ever pitched have you ever pitched an idea where you were like you were,
0: you were sold on it but you knew it was a lot of it was going to be a lot of work or like oh it, it, it's going to be good but i kind of don't want them to pick it because of how crazy it'll be and then they pick yeah, and you're sure. like, you book it you're, you're like
2: really you're jacked up and then you're, you're like excited you know you're walking around the house or the office you're like yeah i got the gig and then you stop and you're like wait I have to do all this now. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, it's going to be a lot of work, actually. You know? So much. I know, good. like,
0: there's, yeah, yeah, for sure. So much in pre-production, especially for those projects. And like the actual filming yeah. is like one or two days sometimes.
2: <laughs> where yeah. Like um, 90% of it is in the pre. Pre-production <laughs> is, is is huge. And I, I mean, a lot of my stuff now, like I used to... Well, first I used to price and have like, you know, I'm going to bring the Ronin, I'm going to have the drone. This is how much the drone is, this is how much the Ronin is, this is how much... And then I just, it got simpler and simpler and simpler. Cause like, Hey, your clients, they don't care. They don't care. They don't know what half that stuff is. And they start picking away at it. Hey, can we remove this Ronin thing for 300 bucks? <laughs> what is that? Um, so the more I got away from that and got simpler and simpler and just kind of, yeah, the less I can have in there ultimately the better. Um, did you go, our- did you go more
1: so from like equipment you're going to be bringing ver- uh, to, more so like people you're going to be bringing
2: uh i have like that talent thing. and expertise sometimes. yeah i'll have like you know sound engineer um things like that <clears throat> um but like even pre-production you know sometimes people are it's the most important part but i remember getting you know they're looking at it, it's like well, how, what's how come this is more than everything else like this is where you're making the video what's all this like i'm paying you to think what is that like that's kind of the mentality <laughs> they're like how, you're not doing anything though and i'm like no no i'm doing a lot like preparing this and that you know and uh so now it's kind of all encompassed in one thing like here's the goal here's what we're achieving and we'll do the video less opportunity to kind of nitpick at stuff they don't know what it means anyways so let's just keep it simple and uh, yeah that's that's helped as well obviously there's some detail in there like this is how many shooting days we have or you know etc etc uh but i try to include you know, as much as I can without having to go back to them and say, Hey, like I need an extra 200 bucks. I need an extra thousand bucks. I need this. I try to really make sure I get the scope of it. Well, and if I got it wrong, then I eat it and I just take, take the shot. And that's what I tell them. I'm like, listen, I'm not giving you a pair of shoes and saying, you know, go walking. And in 10 days I'll be like, Hey, those shoes, they're 300 bucks. You're going to know before yeah. you put the shoes on, how much, the yeah. shoes are, you know, yeah. and you can charge a little bit more. You can pad it by 10, 20% just to cover yourself but you tell the comfort for them knowing, Hey, like, I'm not going to have to go to my boss and say, Hey, you know, that video we did it's two times the price. Now it turns out. Yeah.
0: You need to, you need to be very upfront early on because the last thing you want to do, like a customer experience is everything. Oh yeah. And if you, like you said, if you go go to them and say, Oh yeah, this video will probably be like 2000, $3,000. And then later you say, uh, oh, sorry, now it's going to be $10,000. They're going to be like, well, yeah. hold on a second. Like, yeah, that's, that, that's like three times. Yeah. Obviously, there are other factors that sometimes determine it. Like if, say, for example, a client comes to you and says, oh, instead of one video, we need like three or four videos. That's a different for story. Sure. Yeah. But if it's like you need to know uh, as the professional, you need to know uh, how much everything is going to be. You need to know what resources are going to be needed right from the get-go. Because like you said, yeah. if you get it wrong, you got to eat the cost. That's just how yeah. it is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're the professional you should know. And that's, yeah, I agree totally.
1: That's why you figure out everything before that contract is signed. Then you send over the the invoice. Yeah. How do you do it? Do you you, uh, charge at the end of the project or do you break it up into two, one before like the shoot date
2: and then one? I break it up. I usually do uh, 50, 25, 25. So I'll do 50, 50, 25, 25. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. To book, 25 once the, uh, 50 to book, 25 after production and 25 once you get the, uh, the final edit oh, okay. the least amount at the end is good because you know sometimes if you're changing uh, if you're you don't want to be chasing a, a client they're like we're gonna get the revisions to you but yeah taking some time and then like three months you're like hey i you know where's that huge chunk of money that i'm waiting on so it's we need that nice. 80
1: grand to be yeah, alive I got, I got some, cameras, <laughs> yeah. like, some
2: lenses and stuff to buy you know lenses to buy yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. so Uh, We used to do that at the end, like at the end of the project, then we'd send it out. And now we're just like, as soon as that contract is signed, we'll either issue the full amount or mm half have have to be due before the shoot date. And then half, like uh, the other half is issued like right after the shoot date. Right. But how do you deal with it when like, because sometimes the issue we run into is that they have their, um, what are. Well, I mean, like with our uh, corporate clients, the big, the big issue is that they ha- they have their billing cycles. Yeah, so I you know. So you got to get into their. What do you what do you do with that? Do You just kind of just issue it and then just wait like their for their billing cycle to go through.
2: Unless they're like a big company, like if it's Nike, I'm like, you can pay me whenever you want. I'm like, I, I don't I don't care. <laughs>
0: They'll pay you. I'm, They'll pay you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just do Other it. <laughs>
2: companies, I'm like, they're like, oh, our billing cycles sixty days. I'm like, that's cool. My billing cycles two weeks, so. So you just tell them and they're, they're cool with that. And if that doesn't work, then it doesn't work, but that's, Uh, I don't know. That's my cycle. I mean, sometimes I'll even, so again, doing the three options, sometimes I'll have it so that the first option is a hundred percent up front. The second option is 50, 50. Mm. And the third option is, you know, 25 75 or what have you. So the payment options are a little more back end if you pay the higher end one. So that gives you an option of saying, you know, yeah, this one's cheaper, but it's all up front. This one's a lot more, but I'm not paying as much upfront. And sometimes that, you know, uh, that gives, helps. Yeah, that helps. So,
1: but the irony uh, is that if they're going for that type of budget, they already have it anyways, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Money is always like everyone has different, uh, different uh, money philosophies on this stuff. And oh, everyone sure. has a boss that has their own, uh, either boss. old school <laughs> opinion or, you know, their principles. Like, why would I be paying yeah, now? Exactly when you haven't done anything yet <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly no i don't think we run into that Kiro, because like not as much once i but... just they just send it to billing and then billing just says like oh yeah it's like 30 or 60 days and we just like that's a, they they don't really care yeah. right this
0: like, is more so what i've heard it's not their also, money right yeah. it's also what we hear and what we see you know so a lot of people complain about that stuff but like uh, you know i've learned very uh, quickly over the last few years that it's you know it's the people it's the clients that you work with you know like you, yeah. you have to vet them you have to choose who you're working with because like i remember the first time dario and i said no to a potential uh like massive project was like back in 2016 for for so it was like a 20k project and it, we we were like oh man that's that's more than we've ever done in like a month well, too, many, a red but too many red flags but the red flags just kept shotting up uh, shooting up constantly no, we're-, and we're like no, we, we, we have to do it. Painful, but yeah, you got to yeah. do it.
2: You're smart. You're just going to have someone bad mouth you all the time because they just never were going to be happy. So you're like, okay, don't. But I mean, we were
1: kind of worried of not getting paid, to be honest with you. Like okay, there was a lot yeah. of stuff and they were expecting us to cover and we're like, oh. no. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when you start, it's good to have some money up front too because it's you can start renting stuff, start paying people, yeah. giving deposits and you're waiting for the money and you're like, am I a bank? Like I just basically loaned money at zero interest for, well, know? it's
1: commitment too. Right. Yeah, Cause absolutely. it's like, if they pay, then they can't just like last the minute way. say, ah, you know what? We're not, we're not going to go through with this. Now it's like, well, they have to go through with it. They yeah, put 50% exactly. up. If they exactly. don't, then great. I got paid for, you know, pre-production and part of post, uh, part of production. Right. Yeah. So. Exactly.
0: Yeah, cash flow is so important in our business here because that's the one thing that lacks a lot now, especially when you're, uh running with these types of like uh, bigger projects you know like (laughs) we've had times where it's like okay like uh we're waiting for like maybe like a a whole half chunk of of a project to come in it's like yeah we've broken it up and it helps a little bit but again you know cash flow is so important uh, to keep
1: afloat you know paying the bills (laughs) and just paying your your freelancers too right like i I know we've all been uh, on the other end when we were freelancers and like you're just waiting for payment you're like why am I not being paid yet? Like I should have been paid like a while and I got a chase now. Like, come on, man. Like where's my money? Like, that's why with us, like, like we pay our freelancers, like the day, like the next day, as as soon as we want to get it done, you know, like I just want them to be happy. And I know what it's been like. So like the next day it's like send me your invoice. I'll get you paid right now. So yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. And that goes hand with like, Again, you know, having a healthy enough budget where it helps because I want my team that comes to like to be fed. I want to, if we have yeah. to get a hotel, I want everything to be well done and everybody be taken care of, be happy. So, and like, that makes the project better. Like, I just don't want to have run productions where people aren't treated the way they should be.
0: Yeah, yeah. you want it to be a positive experience, not only yeah. for, for the client, but also for all the people you work with. Because if you have a happy crew, the work is going to show, it's going to show in the work. If If you don't treat your crew right, they're the ones who are handling all the all the elements and materials for you, and they're going to be the ones that either put in the effort or not. So you got to make sure you keep them happy.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Hey James, since it's uh, I want to go back to like just um, how you've you've structured your business in a very skeletal way, because that's kind of how we we want to uh, keep things going forward. But have you found that like since you're the only one running it, mm-hmm. like you've had to really pick and choose your projects. And like, sometimes you would have had to like say no to projects that you would otherwise would have wanted to take on just because you're too loaded up. Um, Trying
2: to think of an example. Um, Not really. I mean, I could see that being an issue that could happen, but I've had projects where I say, okay, like this is really good. When's your timeline? And kind of placing everything. We're like, that's cool. Like, let's say, can we do it in a month from now? Would that work? Uh, when right. are you hoping to get the project done? So I'm pretty good at kind of moving things around where I need to. Um, there's a few projects, a few times where I've said, yeah, I don't think we should, uh, you know, if, if you can do it next month, then we're yours. But this month we're we're booked up. That's happened. Uh, but most of the time they've, they've come back. It wasn't like as urgent as they maybe initially said it was.
1: It's always urgent, right? It's always urgent. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we need this right now. <laughs> we need it next week. I need it yesterday. So yeah, that hasn't, uh, that has not happened too much. And they, I think they just look at it like, wow, oh, this guy's busy. You know, he must be good. He didn't just say yes and do whatever I wanted him to. Yeah, we're we're not yes exclusivity, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So sometimes yeah, like I like all this, like you know, I get really into like the money and the finance part of it and the business part of it, but I'm passionate about it because I love the art, I love all that. Like, I think that's just kind of a given, but I'm passionate about you know making sure people can do this sustainably. Because sometimes I see people doing amazing work and they're like, I'm like, man, you're gonna you're gonna starve to death if you keep charging that. You know, I want to see you doing it a long time and I want to see you getting better. And the only way to do that is to make sure you're 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 being compensated fairly. And uh, you know, I'm never trying to like trick people, rip people off. I want to make sure, like you guys mentioned, if we're spending 20 grand on this, let's make you guys 50, 60. Let's let's make this worth it. You know, I want it to be worth it, so both sides are, you know, you guys are eating and they're getting yeah. the benefit, and we're all just lifting each other up. Like, yeah, hey, that's the
1: other thing I wanted to to mention too. Is like, how do you handle switching between like business mindset and creative mindset? Because that's something we've we've struggled a lot in the past. Like, we're getting but like, we're, it's fine now, but like trying to switch between like, okay, now we just have to focus on like the business side of our, of our company. And then like, all of a sudden now we also have to switch the creative. Like we got to come up with like a good story for this video and all that. Like it, it's difficult to do, right? Like it's very hard to manage. How do you, how do you go about oh, it? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I mean, I really try to break up the time, you know, this, this morning I'll wake up, have coffee. I'm going to do just creative stuff. I'm not touching business and make sure yeah. I compartmentalize it as much as I can. And just having apps and software that helps, like contracts, I use Agree.com. Um, I have FreshBooks, uh, Frame.io. Uh, Frame.io is amazing. Oh, yeah, the best that, like, thing. And, oh God, yeah. The moment I got that, like clients love it. So yeah, just having tools that 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 help. I have I've used Acuity for like scheduling, and just trying to get tools that really help take some of the the management off my hands
1: yeah and i guess it's smart that you're splitting up your time in chunks so like yeah. it's not like you'll do one hour business and then you'll focus one hour on creative you're just doing like okay half of the day i'm focusing on just business admin whatever and then yeah. the other half you'll do like creative stuff That that's a good way of going about it
0: yeah i think yeah. we've tried that
1: a couple of times in the past
0: Aaron, and we definitely need to bring it back like even having like 30 minutes just like uh, creative, uh, discussion sessions on some like topics and ideas and things like that. No business, you know, like th- yeah. the last year has been very business focused because with the pandemic, it forced us to be, because we realized all the, yeah, yeah all the holes, uh, all the things that we needed to kind of rebuild and restructure. And because of that, we got into such a huge business mindset. It's like, okay, now we're creeping back into the creative a bit more, you know, Go back to the roots of you know why we started everything is to create great work you know work that we're passionate about and you know like obviously exactly. you need the foundation as a business owner you know you completely yeah. understand right
2: so yeah absolutely yeah I try to carve out time just to like sit on my couch and watch Vimeo videos get inspired that's uh, good and and feel often inadequate because I see some work out there I'm like my God so good
0: I know there's there's a <laughs> good website
1: just so good. There's a good website called the uh it's called The Inspiration and they'll just okay. like send you like uh, I think daily uh content where they just show like these are the top ads like not just like video ads but they will also show like paper ads as well like uh billboard ads like it's really interesting interesting stuff and they just oh. curate it and send it to you.
0: Yeah, I have it right here open on my on my computer. Oh, you well. oh you, you oh you uh you know that site? Yeah, you, you, you shared it with me like a couple months back. So I like I, I go on that every now and then and, and watch. Yeah. Some it, stuff. it helps.
1: It helps because on Vimeo, like you have to like do your research. Like yeah, you have to yeah, know exactly what you're looking exactly. for versus like this. They just do it for you. You're like, OK, these are like the top ads. Oh.
2: There's another it's website called,
1: called Inspir- it's called The Inspiration. Um, okay. And there's another site called Ads of the World. If you just want like yeah, video ads, ads like it's just good. a bunch of companies just posting their videos on there. So you can cool. kind of see like these are like what's what's trending now
0: good to know the one thing I like about Vimeo and I, I, th- I think James you uh you probably have experienced this as well is I like the I like sometimes seeing where my rabbit hole goes you know where you're watching a video then you see another recommended one yeah then another yeah recommended one then you don't know where you ended up or like these yeah, are yeah, all yeah. cool projects that I wouldn't have found if I was trying to search it because sometimes you don't know what you're looking for right yeah and, yeah exactly and that's the cool thing about Vimeo sometimes
2: yeah that's true and more so than youtube because youtube you just i don't know ends up being it's, a cat hitting someone off. with a frying pan or something You're like yeah, this is now i'm the not melting cat. my brain yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's all those react
0: thing. videos that used to be yeah, yeah exactly
2: that's <laughs> so yeah there's some funny stuff there's some funny stuff on there i've seen some funny stuff on twitch too uh, it's an interesting uh oh i couldn't is, get I know, into it no I, i'm not really into, i was just on it the other day kind of i was like oh, i wonder what's going on on there and there's some just strange strange stuff there's like live feeds of some guys horses i was like what is <laughs> some was guys watching. horses i don't know and it had like 250 viewers like, who's just, just sitting there watching, watching <laughs> horses i don't know but, i don't know there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of different stuff so I, i'm like Man.
1: i think it's just people that got really high and they don't know how to exit it so they're <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like-, <laughs> they're like i'm just Sounding i'm up. stuck
0: I'm stuck watching horses. <laughs>
2: Have you seen the show, bro?
0: It's crazy. It's wild, man. That that's Steven over there hanging out with Josh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh
2: man. So we're, we're
0: kind of like uh, already past now the the one hour mark. Before we kind of like uh, start to wind down a bit, we just wanted to kind of get a sense of like what what's what's in store for the future of um uh, for you uh, with slant Visuals. Like what's yeah. what's in the, what's coming down the pipeline.
2: Honestly, I'm excited about getting more into these human stories, man. Uh, I love one of my favorite parts is interviewing people. And I think the interview I watch documentaries now where I'm like, man, that interview was incredible. Like the answers they got, it's such a huge element. It's really hard when you have a bad interview to, to make something really strong and powerful. You're like, yeah, visually it looks good, the sound's good, but there's the just, content. Yeah, there's nothing to it. Like there's nothing like, yeah, it's pretty, but I'm not feeling anything. You know what I mean? And, and, and...
0: it's when all the copy and the text come in to explain the story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's
1: avoiding... like a black and white movie without sound. You got to go to like the title screen. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
2: That is the new way of doing it. Technically, if you think about it <laughs> and, you know, avoiding having to like before you show someone being like, OK, like this is what the video is about. I'm going to explain it to you like you should. They should just be able to watch it. And yeah, the voice over it be good. Uh, so just getting more into that and helping, you know, clients, cause I've had so many clients often say like, here's our script that we want people to say for the video. And I'm like, yeah. that's not going to be like, we want all like reverse engineer the questions so we can get those answers. But these people aren't actors. Let's yeah. get something human. And I'm very passionate about helping these brands who have that mentality saying, Hey, let's like, let's connect with the people here. Let's tell an authentic, genuine story. And that's going to do way more than you think being perfectly polished robotic corporate companies is going to look. Let's like, there's people at your office Let's or whatever your company, let's tell their story in a genuine way and just getting, you know, getting better at doing it, getting better at getting the right answers, finding the right questions to ask, you know, um, really getting into asking why a lot, you know, I used to just ask certain questions. Now I say why up to five times, why, why, why that's where like the kind of. The, the meat of the story is so just really like Kubrick
1: get- he's asking this he's doing like 50 takes just
2: asking the same oh, question no, <laughs> yeah, absolutely i mean sometimes i'll i try to be concise but i've done like an hour and a half interviews just to to like really get comfortable and i've also done 15 minutes That's good. Sometimes the interviews fantastic and i don't even need to, to go any longer it really depends on the person you get uh so just really getting better at the, the story element you know the filmmaking element is always important and i want to get better at using that skill set to help tell it but really just you know getting better at finding good stories and, 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 you know, fleshing them out by doing good, good interviews.
0: It's all content, you know, like it doesn't matter the medium or the tool, you know, you can have, you can, you can do it in writing, you can do it in print, you can do it in video in photo. It there's, there's an infinite number of ways to tell stories and people get a little bit too focused sometimes on, on that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really is all the content and that kind of focus, you know, like, we, like occasionally we've had clients who have even asked us like, what camera are you using? And we're like, yeah, yeah, why are you asking? That? It doesn't matter. Like-, <laughs> like, why are you asking this question? Like, It doesn't matter if I'm giving it to you yeah. in 4K or HD. If your story is not good, yeah. then it doesn't matter, you know. But yeah. that, like you said, James, that's why we're here. We're here to tell tell the real stories, you know, like try to really find the content that even sometimes they don't even see in themselves. And yeah, that's absolutely. the one cool thing about it, you know, finding like that chef's uh, idea, you know, like that you, that you probe for, like, that's awesome. You know, mm. the client would never have thought, what kind of, yeah. what kind of like financial institution is going to think, Oh, well, do we have a chef in the house? You know? Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And it worked. Did he, did he cook you a meal? He did actually, he did, yeah. good. <laughs> he had, um, Tuna tartare actually it was delicious. Oh, Ugh. interesting! I know. Yeah, the budget for the food was a lot. <laughs> like the fortune that cup. I was like, man, that was some expensive tuna that you bought. <laughs> wow, it was a delicious meal. Yeah, it was good. That was a fun, uh, that was a fun video. And it so worked did you have
0: the- to get lunch for that
1: shoot, or did
2: he just <laughs> nah, he, the the chef <laughs> cooked it? Bro. Yeah, it was exactly. It was a dinner. We shot that late too. We shot that at like ten at night or something because he didn't get the-
1: food. He got ingredients.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. yeah so that's what he did he <laughs> went to he went to he went to the grocery store <laughs> yeah
2: you can see it's on uh, uh, our instagram so you can see it there if you want to. oh yeah yeah no, sure. we'll definitely yeah. check it out but it what's definitely... your what's
1: your instagram uh account called
2: uh so slant visuals yeah they will be a link everywhere on there on my slant website visuals
0: <laughs> yeah. oh dario, dario just froze again
1: <laughs> i froze exactly as he started saying his Instagram yeah, yeah. you can
2: find it on the website uh, or just Google Slant, I mean Google Instagram search uh, Slant Visuals it'll be there
1: mm-hmm. uh, James before we uh, we end this off uh, why don't you tell us uh, how you came up with the name
2: uh, Slant well I was trying to come up with the name that's at first I'm like what's the sounds interesting what sounds good uh, and what I liked about Slant was apart from it just being short I like condensed names I don't went into too long yeah I like slant as, you know, when you're looking at something, you kind of tilt your head slanted to see it from a different perspective.
0: Oh, That's nice. kind of where I'm, interesting.
2: I want our heads to be with my clients often is like, let's not go into it super obvious. Let's like look at it from a different perspective. Maybe there's something else there that we're not thinking about. That'll be really interesting. Let's Let's get a little creative with it. Man, nice. everyone
1: we've been bringing on, they have such, like, cool stories for how they came up with their name. I feel like we haven't that's done cool. enough work for ours.
0: <laughs> ours wasn't too bad, we, we, but it, it came up with, it like... It does a, sound
2: cool,
1: though.
0: Yeah, yeah we came that... up with cool ideas behind it, though.
2: You can really... spend months trying to come up with a name. Eventually, like, I I need to start shooting, so... let You need to, <laughs> need to get to work,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I don't think our clients will mind too much what our name is, you know?
1: Yeah, no, no. Okay but uh yeah but okay it's awesome
2: right? uh, i mean yeah. i could like i could go on for if i didn't have a meeting in like uh 30 minutes i would stay on forever no i i think
1: yeah. like honestly like our talk was so good like well, we're definitely going to bring you back on in, in the future as well for another episode like i think it's good now we're just past the one hour mark which we promised our listeners we were going to stick to I'm trying to just keep it to one, over because... an hour or under but
0: there's right. always so many cool, like, ideas that we, that, that we were sharing and talking about, you know, and then we just go on tangents, you know, and then who knows, like, yeah, yeah. I used to wonder how podcasts would go for three hours sometimes, It's like, I I'm not surprised now. Yeah,
2: especially with this, like, you know, man, I could, yeah, like I said, I could keep going and going and going, you know, I've. Right. I don't know if my wife wants to hear about it anymore. You know, I,
0: I've, chewed, I've chewed her. Like, we get it. We get it. You're creative. You're awesome. Yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah. You know, just exactly.
2: Yes. Like, the website looks good. Like, yes. You've told me that story. I'm like, yes. All.
1: The website looks good. I've seen that page already. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly, I, I, yeah. I see that new logo. You're using the new icon. It looks good. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, what's for dinner?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so fun. Like talking with people in this industry, you know, like, I know some people. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I do this, and mm, I hate it. Like, uh, I can't wait for the weekend. And like, I find people in film they are always excited. They're like, check out this new video I saw. Check out this piece of gear I bought. Like, we're a bunch of kids, just and we're having a blast. You know, it's awesome, and I love like, I like even getting off this call. And when I go to my meeting, I'm gonna be like so full of energy because I'm just excited now about doing more cool stuff. Like, so for me, it's like it's contagious, and I love that about this industry. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: and we have to hustle like so much harder than everyone else. Like that, if you didn't like it you would have just gone and done something else it would have been easier to do that than to like stick through with it so he
0: he wouldn't have gotten on this uh on this podcast show you know some some joe schmos from toronto reaching out to him in montreal it's like want (laughs) to
2: hop on a on a show with us man i'm gonna tell my call my parents tell them i made it i'm famous he's famous he's famous i'm (laughs) expecting to see a billboard somewhere about this episode
0: yeah, no, no, we really appreciate you jumping on uh, and, and talking with us. And like you said, you know, the the one good thing uh, that we like about the show that we're noticing, and you kind of pointed it out is that, you know, it's kind of like hyping us up, you know, like, uh, we get inspired by hearing other people's stories as well, hearing some of their ideas, sharing some of yours and just feeding off of that energy, you know, like, like, I'm, I, I get surprised each time with like, just kind of where we're at by the end of the call. It's like, Mm-hmm. wow it's like james i feel like i really know you like, like just after this one this yeah morning. yeah yeah
2: absolutely absolutely i'm down to grab a beer man let's do it <laughs> anytime you're in <laughs> yeah. toronto let's anytime it. anytime we're in uh,
1: montreal or uh, if you're in toronto like schwartz. 100%. we'll
2: go to
0: schwartz in montreal
2: oh yeah you definitely need to yeah for sure
0: yeah he and hasn't it. tried it dario hasn't tried it yet oh, no? Tried
2: it no. so good so yeah.
0: good <laughs> awesome oh well gosh. we'll yeah. leave it at that james uh thanks again for joining us and uh you know thanks we'll keep me. in touch
2: sounds good guys